This is District Sentinel Radio, the newscast of record for the left. I am Sam Sachs. I am Sam Knight. We are broadcasting out of Pistown, Washington, D.C. Check out the website, districtsentinel.com. You know, we uh, haven't talked much about it, but there is a Democratic primary still going on right now. Uh, We did discuss the new allegations against Joe Biden that he sexually assaulted a former staffer of his in the 90s, Tara Reid. Uh, Reid has given uh, interviews now to multiple outlets, starting with Katie Halper on the Katie Halper podcast, breaking all of this down. We brought this up on Friday's show, but I don't think we've uh, talked about it at all uh, on the regular newscasts here. So uh, worth mentioning that that's happening. Still no real reckoning with it by mainstream media outlets uh, or forced reckoning by the Biden campaign. There's no real pressure on them at all to address these uh, allegations. They're simply saying, I don't believe them. Uh, We've seen Biden staffers like Simone Sanders delete their prior tweets about uh, Judge Brett Kavanaugh and believing women. I guess uh, no longer are you supposed to believe women when women are accusing your boss of sexual assault. Uh, All around, this is all extremely disgusting and uh, goes to show that as quickly as the Dem primary changed, You know, it looked like Bernie was going to win this thing a few weeks ago until Biden became the front runner. Uh, It could change again uh, and swing back toward Bernie. Although looking at these predicted numbers for the 2020 Democratic nominee, Bernie isn't even number two. It's fucking Andrew Cuomo. It's Andrew Cuomo now. This dude who's been giving briefings, the, the governor of New York, he's been giving briefings each day, getting lots of, uh, of, of press, lots of airtime. And now you've got normie libs who are like, oh, I think this guy should be president. He talks more steady than Donald Trump. Of course, Andrew Cuomo is one of the reasons why New York is, is, is such a, a, a terrible place to be with this pandemic. Uh, he was slow to react on it. He didn't have the hospitals in New York properly staffed. He's taken orders from corporate interests in New York. And yet he's now is the second most likely person to become the uh, Democratic nominee, even though he hasn't run in any contest. He's not running for president. But if something were to happen to Joe Biden, which is likely, a lot of people think they'd just give it to Andrew Cuomo. Do you do you have any uh, anything to remark on this hell world development, Sam Knight? I think it is a little jarring to see Cuomo as number two on Predictor right now. I think it speaks to, as you were saying, the uh, uh, liberals' estimation of, of him at the moment, despite his his awful administration. But I also think it speaks to Predictor uh, just being just being driven by people with dog brains, because. <laughs> Cuomo has come out and said he has no intention of running for president. I'm not sure I necessarily believe that. But, I mean, the idea that suddenly he should be number two right now just because he's on CNN all the time. Like, we've seen predicted market just have the most, like, we've seen predicted markets just have the most ridiculous uh, uh, predictive qualities and and for a long time, uh, Hillary Clinton was higher up on the likely nominees than Elizabeth Warren. 
and say what you will about Elizabeth Warren's extremely low chances of winning throughout the primary, she'd always had a better chance than Hillary Clinton, who had no indication that she was running other than just soaking in the media spotlight to try to smear Bernie Sanders. Yeah, and we probably shouldn't take what the predicted markets are saying as what's going to happen because for a while they had uh, Bernie as the likely nominee. But I will say they do offer a really accurate snapshot of a particular moment in time and the way attitudes are toward that moment. And the way I'm gathering the data here from predicted is that nobody really thinks the Democratic Party believes in democracy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's that's probably why Hillary uh, was was uh, was up there among the front runners. Uh, for I mean, time. if Joe Biden isn't the nominee, they're just going to pick someone is what everybody else thinks. They're not going to give it to Bernie, of course, who uh, has run in all these contests, has accumulated the second most delegates, has accumulated, you know, all these votes. They would give it to someone who hasn't run at all. Yeah. Money. Money is literally backing that right now. All right, uh, get to the newscast here in just a second. But a quick note, we like to highlight on the show uh, good work that's being done by uh, listeners of the show, friends of the show, even people we don't know. Uh, we want to highlight good work, especially uh, when it's work that's confronting the brutal capitalist system. And uh, we got a request from a friend of the show to give a shout out to an organization they're working with here in Washington, D.C., the Ward 6 Mutual Aid Network. Uh, they provide material support to some of D.C.'s most vulnerable residents during the COVID-19 pandemic. Basically, the short-term goal is to ease the virus's impact on the community. And the long-term goal of Ward 6 Mutual Aid Network is to mutually liberate the community from the unjust power structures put upon them. You can donate to this effort through the D.C.-based nonprofit Serve Your City at serveyourcitydc.org. Uh, to get involved or seek assistance, call their hotline at 202-683-9962. Again, that's 202-683-9962. You can also email at ward6mutualaid at gmail.com, ward6mutualaid at gmail.com. Uh, they're doing good work over there. And if you're one of the lucky ones right now uh, amidst this crisis, consider helping them out, Ward 6 Mutual Aid Network. All right, it's Tuesday, March 31st, 2020. Here's the news. Secretary of State Mike Pompeo held a press conference today to push for regime change in Venezuela and to brag about the U.S. response to the coronavirus, despite the fact that the U.S. surpassed China this morning in terms of coronavirus deaths with only one third of China's population. At one point, Pompeo boasted about U.S. global aid compared to China's global aid in absolute terms, perhaps nervous about maintaining U.S. sole superpower status with the disaster of a crisis response at home. Hospitals around the country have been begging for medical supplies. Healthcare workers are getting sick with a lack of personal protective equipment. We have one of the worst per capita testing rates in the developed world. Watching Pompeo brag this morning about the United States was kind of surreal or even more so than when a secretary of state normally does it. Pompeo also defended U.S. sanctions against various countries when asked by the press. 
Leaders around the world have called for sanctions relief amid the crisis response. Since the pandemic, the U.S. has actually increased sanctions on Venezuela and Iran, the latter being one of the hardest hit countries in the world, the former being a country whose head of state we just indicted on so-called narco-terrorism charges. Pompeo said this morning that humanitarian items aren't being sanctioned, so actually it's okay, as if ruining a country's economy doesn't make it harder for them to respond to problems. Pompeo then said this about sanctioned countries, with no hint of irony about the U.S. failing as a state. Some of these countries continue to uh, build bombs and missiles and nuclear uh, capability, all the while their people are starving. Uh, so when they make the claim that, boy, they just don't have the money to feed their people, these are decisions that these people leaders have often made, not in the best interest of those peoples. It's indeed um, quite sad uh, to see those governments make those decisions which harm their own people. Oh, my wow. God. Oh, wow. wow. What, kind of, what kind of depraved government would make a decision on military spending while other people are dying uh, for material reasons. I can't imagine. What kind of sick fucking country? Wow, uh, Mr. Secretary of State, turn on your monitor. <laughs> Compulsory reminder that the United States spends more on its military than China and the six other largest militaries combined. And uh, that is almost certainly an underestimate considering how that figure just includes Department of Defense top-line budget numbers and uh, some of the United States military budget, some of the U.S. national security state apparatus budget, I should say, is secret. It's a fucking part of it. It's a black budget, which is extremely cool and normal. One more thing from this morning's press conference. Pompeo hit out at countries spreading disinformation, talking about COVID data without naming any names. A reporter later asked if he believed China was spreading misinformation because it's reporting that its deaths are going down. Republicans like Marco Rubio have claimed this is part of a disinformation campaign by China. And here was Pompeo's response. Uh, your, your first question was, remind me. So the data sets. The data sets. The data set uh, you know, I'll, I'll, leave that, I'll leave that to the uh, medical professionals who are evaluating the data that's coming in from these countries. It's not in the first instance a State Department issue. Uh, so I'll, I'll leave that to HHS and CDC and the others who are trying to put these data sets together to make evaluations. So that's a question probably more, uh, more properly lodged with them. I hate it when people spread disinformation. Please don't ask any follow-ups. He, he was he was complaining about disinformation, you know, minutes before that. Suddenly it's time to ask questions. And uh, if you're a reporter, actually take your questions to the CDC. This isn't for the State Department, suddenly. Moving on, now that some of the biggest corporations in the world were given trillions of dollars in relief while working people were given 1200 bucks to fuck off, you might wonder what sort of leverage Democrats might have as this economic crisis persists and more stimulus is needed down the road. Well, we'll soon find out as Trump proposed today what he wants a fourth relief slash stimulus package to look like. And as the saying goes, it's always infrastructure week in Washington. The president tweeting today, quote, with interest rates for the United States being at zero, this is the time to do our decades long awaited infrastructure bill. It should be very big and bold, $2 trillion, and be focused solely on jobs and rebuilding the once great infrastructure of our country. Phase four, end quote. All right, uh, let me just say, I'm loving this new money printer go vroom, vroom, 
mentality. It's great. It's actually uh, burr. burr. Uh, fuck, whatever. Money printer go like burr. An <laughs> Anyways, there are a couple problems with this, obviously. One, how the fuck are you going to be building roads and other construction projects while there's a pandemic going on and there are social distancing restrictions? Now is not the time for this. Number two, we're not talking about a New Deal-style public infrastructure project that ensures fair wages and protections for workers. No. Whenever Republicans are talking about infrastructure, they're talking about giving corporations the tools to make huge profits off rebuilding things. Public-private partnership, baby. Yeah. That's right. That's right. And, of course, Democrats will still go along with it, delivering Trump a major legislative victory. They were willing to do it last year. In fact, Pelosi... Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi has already put forward an infrastructure bill as part of the next round of coronavirus relief. So this was actually her idea, which the president has now seized on, and he can then describe it as a concession to the Democrats, likely leaving other stuff proposed by House Democrats for another stimulus round, twisting in the wind, stuff like increased direct payments to people. Over the last week, the U.S. has reported more than 15,000 new cases of COVID-19 each day. Overnight, the number of deaths in the U.S. nearly doubled. So now is not the fucking time for infrastructure week. Also, rent is due tomorrow for a lot of people who lost their jobs. Utility payments are due. And since the government has not instituted a moratorium on these things, people are fucked. Late fees will cut into that $1,200 check that they finally get in a week or two. And then after that... After that $1,200 runs out before rent is due in the following month, tough luck. It's not infrastructure week. It's going to be pitchfork week pretty soon. Yeah, that uh, the, the given the $1,200 to fuck off thing, a reference to the uh, that Trailer Park Boys meme about UBI. And speaking of Canada, they're, they're actually getting $2,000 a month to fuck off. And so that's actually that's actually fuck off money a little bit. Two thousand dollars a month for four months to start. Not not bad. What much better than us? Canada once again showing that all it knows how to be is marginally better than the United <laughs> States. The Supreme Court is still meeting through teleconferencing with no indication yet of when or how oral arguments will resume. Still, justices decided to take up another case yesterday, presumably to protect cops who brutalize people. One can only assume that, given the right-wing makeup of the court and the facts of the case. It involves a man named James King, who in 2014 was mistakenly identified as a fugitive by a joint state-federal police task force. What happened next, reading now from King's brief to the Supreme Court, quote, Although King looked nothing like the fugitive and was actually an innocent college student, the officers stopped, searched, beat, and arrested King, even though it was immediately clear that King was not the wanted fugitive. Michigan officials jailed King, charged him with several felonies, and put him on trial. A jury acquitted King of all charges, end of quote. King's lawsuit is a civil lawsuit against the two officers who literally robbed him of his youth, Grand Rapids Police Detective Todd Allen and FBI Special Agent Douglas Brownback. It had been thrown out by a district court. King narrowed his claims on appeal and won. The Sixth Circuit said King could make his case through the so-called Bivens Doctrine, one that allows people to sue individual government agents for violating their civil liberties. 
Last month, the Supreme Court ruled on a major case involving the Bivens Doctrine. We discussed it on our February 26th show. Justices ruled 5-4 to four against the parents of a Mexican teen who was shot and killed by a Border Patrol agent. They threw out her lawsuit and, prove me wrong here, guys, but it seems like they're about to do the same thing to James King if they ever hold oral arguments ever again, I guess. Finally, with labor actions sweeping the nation, and we just had uh, more strikes with fast food workers in Memphis and St. Louis on Tuesday, the National Labor Relations Board, though, is moving forward with proposed rule changes that will make it easier for employers to bust up unions. The board announced the finalization of new rules on Tuesday, which it claims will, quote, protect employees' statutory right of free choice when it comes to union representation. Uh, Free choice is a common political phrase that tends to connote good things like abortion rights or free choice to join a union without holding an election like the Employee Free Choice Act. In this case, though, free choice has the same meaning as when Pete Buttigieg claims Americans should have the freedom to choose what kind of health insurance they want. It's snake terminology pushing the idea that employees should have more freedom to choose not to join a union. And the NLRB is making that easier. In the first rule change, employers will be able to move forward with union decertification elections, even if that employer is facing unfair labor practice charges. Prior to the new rule, any union elections were barred until the charges had been resolved. Now they'll go ahead, but the results will be kept locked until the employer has been cleared. This could force workers to engage in elections under coercive conditions. The NLRB is also drastically reducing the wait time during which a decertification election can be called after a union was voluntarily recognized by an employer. The rules were formally proposed in August of last year, kicking off a 60-day public comment period. Their finalized version will be published in Wednesday's Federal Register and will formally go into effect in 60 days. The NLRB approved the new rules in a 3-to-1 vote. Study after study has shown that unionized workers receive better pay, benefits, and working conditions than non-unionized workers. The notion that employees are clamoring to have the freedom to not have better wages in workplaces is a fiction concocted by union busters who, unfortunately, are now in control at the NLRB. And that concludes the newscast for today. That music means it's time to move on to the haiku portion of the show. All new subscribers over at patreon.com slash district sentinel get their own haiku written for them and read on the air. One poem to read today. This goes out to Allison. Chris Cuomo has it. The virus shall now be known as (laughs) COVID-19. owned (laughs) thank you allison yes thank you allison and thanks to all the new subscribers that's patreon.com slash district sentinel you know after i wrote this haiku i was reading over uh some of the the uh show scripts today and saying the word covid and kept saying it as quovid i think i've permanently broken my brain here and Stay tuned for future podcasts and probably means morning news later this week in which I call it Quovid over and over again. Quid, quid pro Quovid. <laughs> 
Grantline is 202-684-6108. Call it up. Leave a message. We will play it on air. That is the show. Tomorrow, we've got a new edition of Chip Chat coming out. We're talking about civil liberties in the time of COVID or COVID. Then Thursday, check us out on Means Morning News over at Means TV. We're here in D.C., so you don't have to be. <laughs>